You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, I want to give a shout-out to our Sports Byline affiliates listening around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home from Speeds, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter in building with me on the ones and twos keeping it so hot that we sweat steam listen we have a great show for you tonight on a tuesday here at rock and riley's remember yesterday was the major league baseball trade deadlines and it was a flurry okay so we are going to take a second break down what i consider the top 10 deals and the top 10 teams of the Major League Baseball trade deadline season, what has happened and what implications these have for fantasy baseball and for them as contenders. As you know, we're profiling every team here going around the league. We are in the NFC South this week, and we go to New Orleans, the dirty, dirty, where they stand up and get crunk in the dome. We're previewing the New Orleans Saints, and I am so excited to be joined. Listen, if you are an original fantasy freestyle fan, you know it was not just Bees, the spitting statistician. It was my man Rock's young fistful of rings, and he is going to be in the building to break down the trade deadline, but of course, more importantly, his beloved New Orleans Saints. And then... We're going to put the fun in functional sports radio a little bit. As you know, LeVar Ball continues to be in the news. Did you know, though, that Shaquille O'Neal dropped a diss track about him? We may get into that as well. We got polls going up on Twitter right now, so holler at me if you want at 844-843-6879. You could also get on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. At Spittin' Speeds, if you want to holler at me, follow me, ask me any questions. We're finding out what team do you think improve their chances the most in the trade deadline and also what kind of bets are we making on the saints today over under on their season win total let me know when we come back we're going to get into the trading deadline with my boy rocks young fistful of rings it is a fantasy freestyle reunion right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network with your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician let's go Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down. Um, Listen, Major League Baseball on that trade deadline 
yesterday was a little bit crazy. A lot of deals went down. Now that the dust has settled, what we're going to do in a hot second is we're going to take a look at some of the more major deals and what that means, what the implications are. But before that, I do have a couple of news and notes for you around Major League Baseball as we get into our starting lineup. A prize prospect for the White Sox, Yoan Moncada, was actually carted off the field last night after a collision with Willie Garcia. They... Say he avoided completely serious injury. It's just a bruised knee. They are calling him day-to-day. However, he is not in the lineup for the White Sox tonight. Also, Diamondbacks infielder Chris Owens has been placed on the 60-day DL with a broken finger. This guy had a something of a breakout right now, but... Listen, his regular season is pretty much done. If you look, and at, at this point, it's really important to note, okay, when you look, say, six to eight weeks, which is a very viable time frame for an injury, okay, we are talking pretty much about the end of the season. So in fantasy baseball right now, you can go ahead and cast these guys aside. Instead, your DL should be looking for guys who you think could be coming back in a couple of weeks and play interesting roles. I keep on telling you about Glenn Perkins, the closer, the former closer in Minnesota, especially since the Twins just did dealt Brandon Kinsler to the Washington Nationals. Guys like that. I also want to tell you, this was one of my shots called. I told you that the New York Mets were going to make these moves, and they did, and we're going to break it down with my boy Rox in a hot second, but tonight, they also are calling up Ahmed Rosario, their prize prospect, to play shortstop. Remember, I said they were going to make all these moves and call these guys up right after the trading deadline to usher in the new era. Now that Addison Reed and others are gone, they were not able to move Addison um as Drupal Cabrera, they were not able to move guys like Curtis Granderson or Jay Bruce, but they did make some moves, and you can see a new era for the New York Mets. But like I said, I'm overjoyed over here because I got my boy Rock's young fistful of rings, and if you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle for years since we've been going back, dropping stats over beats, you know how he doing. Um, he's a special guest with us today. How you feeling, Rocks? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Everything's uh, sounding and looking nice and official yeah, up here. Yeah, Studio 34, Rock and Riley's. At FNTSY. You know what it is. You've been killing it, man. Props to you really taking the game to, uh, to the it. next level, and I appreciate the opportunity to come on on what's a really exciting day, uh, the new landscape. There's a lot of stuff going the on. The new landscape uh, for baseball from here on out through the end of the season. You know, obviously, you still got the uh, the waiver deadline. You know, you, sure. you could see some guys move. And don't but, get it twisted. Some guys can still move. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I mean, it, it's it's really a ton of activity. You can argue outside of the playoffs. It's the most exciting day uh, of the Major League Baseball season after opening day. And we saw a lot of moves go down in the last 48 hours. Absolutely. I mean, I would also cite as a Yankee fan, old-timers day, but sure. And also, we've got a poll up right now on Twitter, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. Which team do you think helped themselves the most? The options that I have up are the Yankees, the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Dodgers. Let's get right into it, Rocks. We're here in New York, in the big bad city here in Studio 34. Let's talk about the New York Yankees. I think they made some very interesting moves. First of all, their trade a couple weeks ago with Chicago to get Todd Frazier, to get David Roberts, former Yankee coming back and to get Tommy Canely and then getting Jaime Garcia who the Twins traded for and then flipped three days he's later. A, he's a Scaramucci of, yeah. uh, of, of the Twins. Yeah, exactly. He was the Scaramucci. I, we, I mean, who was the him. New Yorker magazine though in that <laughs> analogy, right? And then also and then also the big one, right? Getting Oakland stud pitcher Sonny Gray as well. I think the Yankees really helped themselves but here's the deal and I know that you like to see the guys that are under team control. I think the jewel of this deal, Rox, is actually Tommy Canely. 
Yeah, Tommy Canely with his K per nine innings ratio under team control until 2020. Remember, the Yankees and a guy named Dylan Batances have not seen eye to eye with arbitration. Now the Yankees can go Canely, Robertson, Batances, and then Chapman playing like the Cleveland Indians and the Kansas City Royals. What do you think about these moves for the Yanks? I, I think that that's you know that that's absolutely the right way to look at it. Listen, I've always been a prospect guy. I like these these young kids, you know, that you can dream on. I like rooting for guys who have only worn the Yankee uniform. In their careers, and we got rid of a couple of guys in the farm system that mm-hmm. I was excited about, albeit some guys that were injured. Fowler got banged and, up, and, and it was horrible to see that. And done for the year, but I think that you know. I was worried that at a trading deadline, we were going to make it so clear that we were all in for 2017. And these moves really position us as a better team for 2018 also because we also have another year of David Robertson. Absolutely. We also have Sonny Gray for two more years after this one. So I, I think that it takes a little bit of pressure off the team to come home with a World Series ring this year. And they're better for next year, too, while keeping Gleyber Torres and obviously while keeping, while keeping Fla- Frazier. As well. So like you said, Sonny Gray under team control until 2000. And when you talk about now, you know, Severino, Gray, Tanaka, that is not bad. And especially when these guys only have to go six innings. Let's move to another team that I think made some big moves. We go from the East Coast to the West Coast to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Listen, they got my man, you, Darvish. And he has the best strikeout per nine inning rate among starters in Major League Baseball history. You now put him behind Clayton Kershaw. We're talking Alex Wood, who's something like 11-1 and one on the season with a team that is on pace to win something like 110, 115 games. I think what we're looking for is an arms race, in essence, between them and the Washington Nationals in the National League. And now I think when you put a guy like Darvish in Game 2, of a potential National League Championship Series, he can match up against a guy like Steven Strasburg. What do you think about this move? I, I think you're definitely right. And, you know, honestly, uh, Darvish, there was a lot of guys in on him, and that one really did go down, down to, to the, the deadline. And I wonder uh, the extent to which Clayton Kershaw's injury made the Dodgers feel like they had to do something, you know, because there's sure. he's, you know, he's not a guy that spent a lot of time on the DL in his career, and if you're the Dodgers front office, you're going for it this year. You've got, obviously, if you could pick one pitcher, you know, I would say he's the guy you want sure. starting. Uh, and I have said, though, that I do believe Max Scherzer may have overtaken him this year. There are some times, but I obviously understand. You're not, but mad. Another thing, You're not mad at Kershaw starting a playoff game with the LA you. Dodgers and that rotation. You got Kershaw, right? Other than that, there is nobody in that rotation that averages more than six innings per start. Rich, Rich Hill, Hill with the no so yep. good. Kenta Maeda doesn't do that. Wood, they're managing. Even earlier in the season, it was guys like Urias that they were, they were basically running out a six-man rotation, putting people up and down. Now you have Darvish as another horse in that rotation. You think the Dodgers become the favorites in the NL because of this? Uh, You know, I mean, I would say I really think that everything lies on Kershaw's shoulders. I would say that, you know, Getting Darvish is obviously great. He's also, though, a guy that consistently, because of the you know those high strikeout numbers, doesn't always go so deep into the games, and I wonder how that's going to play out in the postseason. But obviously, that's a huge get for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I think it's you know props to the Rangers for, for realizing that he was probably not going to be with the team next year. It's his last year of his contract, and they got something back for him, which is what you need to do. I will say this, though. On the other side, one of the things the Rangers did, though, was trade uh, Jonathan Lucroy out to Colorado, and they really bought high and sold low on 
Jonathan Lucroy. He is not doing it this year. I mean, only something like a 635 OPS this year, but maybe back in the thin air. And I know a lot of people, if you've been listening on our Sports Byline affiliates and on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you heard my guys Tony Sincata and Benny Ricciardi on the DFS lineup lock saying the chalk was pretty much Jonathan Lucroy at the catcher position in Colorado. But it looks like he's hitting eighth in that lineup tonight. Let's not, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I think that's going to be a huge play. So maybe you want to zig when other people zag. The one team I want to get your quick thoughts on also, Rox, is up in Beantown where the Red Sox got Addison Reed to go right behind Kimbrell in that eighth inning. But they also got Eduardo Nunez. Eduardo Nunez hitting 417 so far and can be this kind of super utility guy, play some third base. Sneaky pickup. That's the kind of guy that champ helps in the championship run. Yeah, no? man. You see him filling in right now. They just put Pedroia on the DL, yep, yep. Uh, looking he like pitch, he's only he going to play anywhere days, in there. But yeah, he's he, he's a guy you can fill in. But I think that the Red Sox were losers just by virtue of what the Yankees did, and they stood pat. And you heard Dombrowski saying that you know where the Yankees are, where the Golden State Warriors now. Exactly, and that was funny because actually it was Cashman yep. in the you know when when the Red Sox went out and signed Chris Sale. You know, it was Cashman that also used the Golden State he Warriors of baseball. He was their Durant. Now, yeah, a, a, analogy. When we come back though, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is we are going to turn the page because you know, all right, we're talking all baseball and we love the Major League Baseball trading deadline, but football is king and the buzz is palpable. We've been going team by team in the NFC South. We're going to the dirty, dirty, and talk about the. New Orleans Saints with resident Saints aficionado and correspondent rocks young fistful of rings right here it's a fantasy freestyle reunion on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network we're gonna talk we're gonna talk Saints rocks young fistful of rings speeds and spitting statistician you know what it is come back that's it let's go Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the Fantasy Executive Snapchat where you can interact with me directly. Head on over to RotoExperts.com and sign up for the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package powered by RotoExperts.com. Yo, when I step up on the mic, yo, I step correct. Woo-ha! Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, holding down on a Tuesday. I gave you all those uh, trading deadline, you know, kind of implications before we had break. You guys got We got a poll question up here right now. You know, my man Rox was saying, we were talking about Darvish, how that's big things for the Dodgers. You agree, okay? 41% of you right now say that the Dodgers have, in fact, improved their team the most over the last few weeks with this trading deadline deal. People think that you, Darvish, greater than sign Sonny Gray, I believe, because 35% of you say the Yankees. Listen, 
I think that Tommy Canely in that bullpen, and if Sonny Gray can do his thing, you may see the Yankees with a early, one-year early playoff run. As we keep it moving, though, on the Fantasy Freestyle, let's get into the cipher right now and go to the NFL. We got some news and notes as training camp is really getting you know up and rolling across the National Football League. Redskins tight end Jordan Reed saw a specialist for his toe. Um, they said now that might be related to the ankle. There is officially now no timetable for him to get back to practice. And honestly, this is the point in time. And if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, I've been saying this for months. This is the time when the reports you should be hearing are like, oh, he's looked really impressive in camp. Oh, he has extra burst and flexibility. Oh, he looks uncoverable at camp. No, it should not be seeing a specialist and no timetable for the oft-injured Jordan Reed. That means uh, my man VD Vernon Davis should be flying off draft boards or up draft boards at least. Keeping it moving into tight end news again. In Baltimore, I talked about Baltimore, what they were going to do to back up Joe Flacco, whether it be cap or whatever it was going to be. They've also lost their tight end, Crockett Gilmore. He had surgery today on his MCL. He is out for the year. That maybe means that next man up could be Benjamin Watson, but also don't forget about the second or third year guy, Max Williams. With who two could X's. Be, yes, it is definitely two X's, says Rocks. Also, and it was probably the biggest news out of uh, camp today, there are now reports quote-unquote rumblings that Andrew Luck may start the regular season on the pup list. This coming a day after Andrew Luck himself was non-committal on his status for week one. I think I've been saying, trust me, I've been keeping an eye on the Andrew Luck status, and it is now time to ring the alarm because... Um, he could miss he could miss six games if they put him on the pup list, and that would not make him a QB1. That would have implications for T.Y. Hilton. I don't know if you would still consider him a top seven or eight wide receiver. What does that mean for Moncrief? What does that mean for their running backs? Keep an eye on this. The Colts have been very tight-lipped about it. And then, like I said, there, there should be. There should be buzz in camp, and so I got to give you the buzz. Titans, new Titans wide receiver Eric Decker apparently looks very impressive. I like what he could do for the young rookie Corey Davis as a professional receiver. Dalvin Cook impressing in Vikings camp. Remember, I told you how high I was on Dalvin Cook. I think he is going under the radar in terms of all these other rookie running backs, and it is not Latavius Murray in Minnesota. It is Dalvin Cook. Keep an eye on him. Um... Bill O'Brien down in Houston says that Deshaun Watson is ahead of other rookie quarterbacks that he has coached in the past. Deshaun Watson versus Tom Savage is going to be one of the places to look at for a quarterback battle as camp goes on. And everybody knows about Eddie Lacy and how he has to weigh like 250 pounds, down to 240 pounds, claws in his contract. Well, another guy who's been talked about with weight over the last few years is Panthers wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin. There were reports that he was up to 270 pounds in April. He met his claws. He's at 243 and Riverboat Ron is saying he's looking leaner and quicker off the ball. Like I said, that's the buzz you should be hearing about players at this point in training camp. Let me tell you something. We are at a time in training camp, it's still early, and some people are not even going to focus on their upcoming drafts until later this summer. You, however, know that the first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package, okay? The Roto Experts lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and Football Writer of the Year, Scott Angle. We've got nationally acclaimed top ranker, Jake Seeley. We've got 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and yo, our 
our lineup. We got depth and upside with Frank Stanfield and Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the title. So get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter your promo code free radio at checkout for your special discount. Also, my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive who I'm going to be working with on Sundays for the football season, he's got the exclusive edge super premium package. Not just draft spots, but auction values. And also, here's the thing. He's got the fantasy executive Snapchat, okay? So you can snap directly with him and interact that way for all the up-to-date stuff. And also for that, Yo, use the promo code Dane. That's right, Dane, D-A-N-E, and you'll get a discount there. Okay, let's keep it moving. We're going to the New Orleans Saints as we preview another team. So I had to bring in my man Rocks, young fistful of rings. You know it. Yes, as we talk New Orleans Saints. Okay, here's the thing. We know that the Saints are good for fantasy goodness, and the reason we know that is because Drew Brees is still under center. I think something like there's been like eight or nine 5,000-yard seasons in like NFL history. Yep. And I think Drew Brees has like four or five, five of, of them. them. Yeah, so there crazy. you go. Here's the, he's good. Last year was another one of that. He was QB3 overall, 5,208 yards, 37 touchdowns, 50. Interceptions. Obviously, we know he's great, Rocks. The question I have for you is do you think it matters losing Brandon Cooks at all, or can we chalk it down another 5,000 yards for Drew Brees? I think you're going to basically be viewing uh, Drew Brees at the same level of value uh, he has the last couple years. Sure. You know, uh, he's basically he's basically someone who you trust until he gives you a reason not to. He's in that, you know, that, that tier slightly below Aaron Rodgers. I Tom view him Brady. similar to Tom Brady. You know, he's someone yep. who you know he's going to have volume and Losing Brandon Cooks is never, you know, losing a, a weapon of that caliber is never a good thing. But it's basically the Drew Brees and Sean Payton show. And everyone else has basically proven to be interchangeable. He's a guy who's never given a, a, a target more than 150 targets a year. He spreads the ball around. He throws to the open man. And that's one of the reasons why there's always so much fantasy goodness on the Saints. Because not all targets are created equal. And a target from Drew Brees is going to be producing fantasy points. So I'm very high on Brees again. I think you could see him as a, you know the QB three off the board, depending on your settings for passing touchdowns. Maybe you're someone who wants to err more on the side of a running quarterback. But um, you know, if if I go early with quarterback, which I don't usually do. I'm down with Drew Brees. And there is the rub, okay? In my rankings, he is quarterback number three. My man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has Drew Brees as QB4. And listen, there is no reason to debate this. But the advice I have to give you out there, if you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, is like Rocks just said, I Drew Brees will not be on any of my teams. And if you've been listening for a while, you know this, okay? I am not going to have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. I will not have the these guys because instead I am going to be waiting because quarterbacks 10 through 12 whether it's Matthew Stafford Jameis Winston um, you know Derek Carr Kirk Cousins Philip Rivers I am not going to invest the draft capital that it will take to get Drew Brees that's what I'm saying out here on the fantasy freestyle hey rocks let's move to the running back room which is all of a sudden crowded can you as a Saints fan explain to me this Adrian Peterson nah. signing like listen nah, I can't I love Adrian I can't do Peterson. it I, Adrian Peterson, you know, I mean, you better be disciplined or else, you know, he'll go get the switch on you. Watch but your here's legs, the thing. son. Listen, this is also reinforcing the fact that Sean Payton hates Mark Ingram. And especially for fantasy. Remember last year where he took him out because he said he had Tim Hightower on yeah. his fantasy team? Ingram, though, listen, 
over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. He also, surprisingly to me, he caught forty six balls last year and had four touchdowns through the air. I have him as my running back, though twenty eight, which is down because I don't know about Peterson. I don't know about Alvin Kamara. This is now stunningly crowded. How do you think the running back carries and the committee really shake I, out? You know, I mean, the Saints have always kind of employed that three headed monster at running back. Sure. And what I will say about Ingram is that he's really grown a lot as a player. He's someone I felt was kind of almost a bust early in his career. He's mm-hmm. shown me a lot over the last couple of seasons, particularly in the passing game, where the Saints are not just a team that throws to backs on third downs. They are peppering their running backs with targets. He had over five yards of carry last year. Yo, last year, he was the RB8 in PPR on only 250 touches. I actually think he, he's going off the board at around the RB20 now. I think that that's even maybe a little bit low for him. I think that he's, I, I like him so more. So you're happy if he's your RB2? Oh, I am absolutely ecstatic. I would like take mid, him mid-round RB2. I would take him over Carlos Hyde or Marshawn oh, Lynch or Hyde, some guys like uh, some rookies like uh, Christian McCaffrey or okay. Joe Mixon. There's a lot of question marks in that tier, but this. I'll take a guy that's proven it and the guy that's not coming off a year to layoff. Would you take Mark Ingram over my man? Boom, boom, be loud, pow, pow. You know, uh, that's another one of those things that's going to shake out. Interesting to see how the carries are divvied up, but uh, he's not a person who's got a clear cut to the backfield role either, and he's never really done it like Mark Ingram has done it. Absolutely. I don't disagree with you. I do think, however, they're going to try and find a way to get Adrian Peterson the ball. I just don't know if coming out of the shotgun, which is something that Adrian Peterson has never done, and then why you turn around and invest the draft capital in Alvin Kamara. I actually thought Kamara was going to be one of these backs who, you know, rookie running backs in the second half of the season, you know, make make kind of a, um, a push. And I actually think when we when we come back, what we're going to do, Ross, Kamara, is we are going to look at their schedule, okay? And I'm going to tell you why I think the Saints actually have a tough start and why Peterson may absorb the brunt of that early on, and it could set up well for Alvin Kamara. He might be my hashtag sleeper week of the New Orleans Saints. So we're going to look at that. We're going to look to see if there's any kind of sophomore slump out of Michael Thomas. He's going as high as wideout six and seven in some rankings. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to see if Kobe Fleener in his second year in that system with Drew Brees can do any better on his 50-catch season. I'm telling you who who does think that. My man... The fantasy executive has him pretty highly ranked. We'll talk about that, and we'll also bring back a beauty. We'll find out who is our fantasy fugazi for the New Orleans Saints. All that and more when we come back. You ready to stick around for that, Rox? Yeah, man, I got a lot to say. I'm sure you do. It is the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a Fantasy Freestyle reunion. My boy Rox Young, Fistful of Rings. We're here right before another fish show at Studio 34. Speeds the spitting statistician. Come on right back. Let's go. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on a Tuesday. And if you're out here and Rock and Riley's potentially drinking on a Tuesday, then you know why. I got my man Rock's young fistful of rings at a Fantasy Freestyle reunion. We are deep into the New Orleans Saints. Yo, Rocks, I wanted to show you the Saints' schedule. Check okay. this out. The Saints start off with three road games. One of them is in prime time, right? Yes, yeah. Monday three night. of their first four on the road at Minnesota. We know about their front and their defense. Yep. At Carolina, we know about their front and their defense. Yep. At Miami, we know about Ndamukong Sue. Their only home game is their home opener against the New England Patriots. So that's the first four games. I think that is when Adrian Peterson is going to be used, and maybe we're going to find that he regresses to his 1.5 yards a carry that he had last year. But then check out how it opens up in the second half of the season. In the second half of the season, okay, I'm talking about there in the Dome after Week 10 when they go and to that Buffalo. Miami game, that, that Miami game is in, uh, is in, in London. London. It's okay. in London. And that's, that's a, that's a home game for Miami. That's a good, that's good to Thank know. Thank you, Roger. That's, a good, that's good to know. Listen, after Week 10, they are only... Out of a dome twice, okay? They do have the Falcons on the road, but they are home in that dome. I think, unfortunately, Rocks, and we're going to get to my prediction for this season a little bit later on, I think they will not, they'll be on the fringe of playoff contention, if not worse, and I think then is when we see Alvin Kamara, but you said you're real high on him, huh? Yeah, I'm really high on Alvin Kamara. Um, You heard Sean Payton, um, the sort of puff piece you were talking about earlier that you want to be hearing, comparing him favorably to Marshall Falk, and that's not just empty rhetoric because Peyton actually coached Falk at San Diego yep. State. This is a guy who came to Alabama. He wound up transferring, but he came to Alabama as one of the highest ranked running backs in the country. He was tied with Dalvin Cook last year in Pro Football Focus's most elusive running backs. This is a guy who had the best broad jump, the best vertical against everyone in the class. He's someone who's explosive. This is an offense that knows how to maximize guys like this. You've seen huge years out of a rookie like Reggie Bush. You've seen tiny Darren Sproles blow up into being a every week RB2 in the Sean Payton offense. So then why sign Adrian Peterson? Yo, you got me on that. Uh, that was one. That was a head scratcher. Uh, it, it seems like every year the Saints want to go to this power running attack and play good defense, and the defense does not allow them to do it. You know, I, I could easily see Adrian uh, Peterson absorbing 120 to 140 carries like you mentioned. I just don't see him being a huge part of this, the offense all year if the Saints are a winning team this year, and I'm not convinced that they're going to be. All right, so let's look at the wide receivers because if we're talking about Drew Brees throwing for 5,000 yards, it means somebody's got to catch it, right? So first of all, Michael Thomas last year was the seventh highest graded wide receiver on the player Raider going with 92 catches, 1,137 yards, and nine touchdowns in his rookie season. I have a couple questions for you. And first of all, part of the reason why I love the Saints is similar to what I said about the Green Bay Packers wide receivers. They have different guys, okay? Michael Thomas, that outside big X guy. Yep. Then you got now the newly acquired Ted Ginn Jr., who if he can only catch the ball, would be a deep threat like Drew Brees hasn't really had, of course, the Colts and stuff like that. And then you got Willie Sneed, who is another kind of underneath guy. I got two questions for you, Rox. All right. One, do you see any kind of sophomore slump for Michael Thomas, or is he worth that kind of first, second round tag at wide receiver? And secondly, between 
Sneed and Ginn, who do you think outproduces who there in their second wide receiver number? And Chris Bavona, I know we got to talk about what you think on that too. Yo, uh, you know, I, I like Michael Thomas. I don't think you're going to necessarily see a sophomore slump, but there was huge profit potential in him last year where he was going. And it's not there now. No, it's certainly not there. And, you know, again, I said not all targets are created equal and targets from Drew Brees are awesome. But for my wide receiver one, I want the opportunity to get some sort of blow up, maybe 150, 160 target season. I don't necessarily see that happening with Michael Thomas, even with Brandon Cooks out. And yo, guess what? Brandon Cooks was attracting a lot of attention from number one corners last year. And now that's going to be on Michael Thomas. All reports out of camp are that he's impossible to cover. I mean, yo, it's the Saints cornerback, so that's to be expected. Michael Thomas or Dez Bryant? You know, I was thinking that same thing. I really feel that Dez is a better, almost solid... Uh, him and him and Prescott had a great connection. I would go Des there, and I love Michael Thomas. He's just a guy. One, you want that safety. And floor, similarly, right? before and before the news before the news about. Um, about Andrew Luck broke today. I would say I was similarly saying, you know, those are just guys I'm a little more comfortable with. I would love Michael Thomas if he was priced maybe eight to nine draft slots lower. I could get him at the end of the second round instead of early in the second round. And what about Sneed versus Ginn here? Who do you think winds up with the Uh, second best production of wide receivers in the Saints? I'll also say don't sleep on Brandon Coleman. Uh, Also, a lot of offseason puff pieces on him. I love Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed is the uh, wide receiver 30 by ADP. He's finished the last two years as wide receiver 32 in PPR League. I think he is priced uh, pretty fairly. You know, again, you, you wish that the ADP hadn't caught up, but people are savvy. They want a piece of that Saints offense. I think that he is going to have a very, very, very solid season. I do not like... Teddy Ginn. Teddy Ginn, he reminds me of Devery Henderson. Um, And, you know, if only he could have had that hand replacement surgery, he could have been someone. If only he had the hands. I didn't know if if we would try to do a far side drop or uh, Snoop drop it like it's hot because (laughs) Teddy Ginn, you know, know, uh, he's going to get behind the defense and he's definitely going to help those underneath guys have, uh, you know, have have great games opening up. What about in the best ball kind of format? Ah, There you go. There you go. He's coming off, uh, off the board. I want to say it's the 56th ranked uh, yep. wide receiver overall. I think that's fair value for him. But in a PPR league, even if uh, a deep PPR league where you're starting three wide receivers, you're not ever happy putting Ted Ginn in. Whereas in a best ball league, yeah, you're going to see some of those five catch, 125 yard, maybe two touchdown games. But I don't think he's going to establish week to week consistency, even with Drew Brees throwing him the ball this season. You were talking about Willie Sneed before. You were saying it sounds like you're happy if Willie Sneed is your wide out three. I have him ranked as my 35th. Well, excuse me, my 37th wide receiver, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him rated wide receiver number 35. Let's go to Colby Fleener at the tight end position. Listen, there were reports throughout last year, especially early on, that him and Breeze were not necessarily on the same page. Now, with another offseason, do you see better chemistry? Listen, Saints tight end historically has been someone viable. No, Rox? Yeah, I mean, you looked at, you know, Jeremy Shockey. You looked at, obviously, the dominant years, the Jimmy Graham. But even Ben Watson. Exactly. He brought... He brought Ben Watson to relevance. You'll see the Saints backup TE who's not even getting burn outside of blocking downs, catching four or five touchdowns a year. Uh, I just don't like Fleener. He had an opportunity with Andrew Luck, his boy from Stanford. Couldn't really capitalize into anything resembling an every week starter. And again, going to the Saints and going to Drew Brees in this offense, he he let a lot of people down last year. Obviously, he's got a much lower ADP this year, 130 in, uh, in PPR leagues. 
I just hate him. I do not like him. And I think it's also worth noting that before he went down for the season, uh, Josh Hill had essentially started splitting snaps with him. And again, this is not an offense where they're going to force feed anyone out of some sort of misguided loyalty. So if Fleener is not on the same page as Breeze, they're going to get someone in there who is. You know, I think he has an opportunity to be a borderline low-end TE1, but I'm not nearly as excited for him as I was last year. And I would say I'll look at those snap rates early in the season – um, and, and see what he's doing. Also, because he's not known as a great blocker, and as you said, some of those offenses, uh, defenses they're going to be playing early in the season may uh, may call for a little more two TE sets, getting a little more protection for Breeze. Yeah, I have him as my 10th ranked tight end in my rankings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him, though, as TE7. He really likes Kobe Fleener, right, under that tier, you know, with the Olsons and the Reeds and the uh, Gronks and such. Um, we are doing... Uh, on Fantasy Sports Radio Network this week. We are doing hashtag bust week. So here on the Fantasy Freestyle, you know how we do it, Rocks. We forget about some guys. My Fantasy Fugazi for the New Orleans Saints, we got to go back to the running back, is Adrian Peterson. I do not think Peterson is going to work out. I think his entire career he has been in the eye set. That is not going to happen with Drew Brees. I think, like you said, you're high on Kamara. Mark Ingram was surprising out of the backfield as well. I think especially as the season goes along, by the time you're in your fantasy playoffs, Adrian Peterson will not be as relevant as you may think. Do not be fooled by the shiny name. That's what you happen when you go to Don the Jeweler and you see a guy that happens to be hashtag bust week my fantasy fugazi he says it's a fugazi what's a fugazi what what is a fugazi well fugazi means uh phony that's right when you look a little deeper uh don't be fooled by adrian peterson yo rocks the over under on the new orleans saints is eight games this year. I want to see, honestly, as an objective fan, how do you see this season playing out? Uh, you know, I mean, that's a good line. I, I, I don't see the Saints, even in uh, the most optimistic looking at the schedule, I don't see them as more than a 9-7 and seven team unless I'm missing something. Uh, I could easily see them losing 10 games. Uh, I think probably 7-9 and nine and 8-8 eight and eight is unfortunately the most likely outcome. So you're taking the, the under or are you just passing on this line? I'm just going to pass on it. You know, there's, again, the offense, when they're clicking on all, all cylinders and when, you know, when the Saints are right and they can play even semi-competent defense, they're nearly unstoppable in the Dome. Uh, they have a little easier schedule than they did last year. They get the AFC, sure, the AFC East. East, including the Jets. Which will be the worst team in all of football. Um, but, you know, the defense is, it, it, I just, I, I'll believe it when I see it in terms of defensive improvement. And, you know, they wanted to have this power running game. There's already two of their starting linemen from last year, uh, you know, on the pup list. Yep. And unclear, Taron Armstead is not going to start the season healthy. You need Max Unger back in there to even pretend like you're going to have the great line that they've had in years past. So I don't see a ton of reason for optimism by the same token. I never bet against my favorite team, so I'm just going to say I'm leaving this one alone. Fair enough, fair enough. 36% of the people out there agree with you, Rox. They say that eight is a good line. I, unfortunately, am with the majority, the 40% that say take the under. I agree with almost everything you said. I think their defense is still a concern. Is a bottom 5-10 to 10 defense in the National Football League. Was ranked 24th in DVOA last year. I see no reason for that to really improve. The other thing is I actually do think that other teams in this division got better, namely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, namely 
namely the Carolina Panthers. So I also agree. I lean under on this uh, on and, this team. And, and, you know, and if you've got a curfew and you know you got to get to bed early on Sundays, they're playing in the division with the Super Bowl champions. That's true. That's true. And so maybe they'll be up 20, uh, you know, you can come back on them even if they're down 28. <laughs> Remember, they put up points. Those that team and that by the way they play each other week sixteen which is the fantasy yep. championship yep. Falcons and Saints that is going to be a reason to get some of these guys hey yo rocks you know we put the fun in functional sports radio one of the things we've been doing this summer is crowning the best sports movie of all time I want to get your take we're down in the Sweet Sixteen we're gonna start the Sweet Sixteen tomorrow in the baseball region. The four movies left are Field of Dreams, Sandlot, Major League, and The Natural. Who you like going to the final four there in the baseball region? Well, I, I like Major League. Man. Absolutely. I was rocking my Joe Boo shirt that, the other that day. That was one Major of the League. first rated R movies I think I, my parents knew I saw. And Forget I saw about the curveball, Ricky. Give them the heater. As we go to basketball movies, and I know you're not the biggest basketball head, but we got Hoop Dreams, Space Jam, White Men Can't Jump, and Hoosiers. Who makes it to the final four there? Oh, White Men Can't Jump, man. Yes. Foods that Start we with the Sizzler. letter Q. That's what I'm talking about. Can you hear Jimmy, though, is the question. Then in football movies, this has been the upset region, okay? We've got a lot of uh, double-digit seeds that have still advanced. Wow. But the, the teams that have made it through so far, the movies that have made it through so far, Rudy, The Waterboy, Friday Night Lights, and Varsity Blues. Who gets your vote in the final four? Yo, it can't be all high seeds. I'm going to go with Waterboy. Yeah, the medulla oblongata. Slap hands. Slap hands. <laughs> I think Waterboy could make it. Um, um, and then we have our kind of wild card region. We got some boxing, some golf, all that stuff. Uh, we got Rocky, Slapshot, Talladega Knights, the legend of Ricky Bobby, and Caddyshack. Who do you think makes it from the wild card region? Hating on it from a Saints perspective, but from a Rocky perspective, I got to go Adrian! There it is. That would be the one seed. Hey, yo, Chris Bavona is the cinephile and my man keeping it so hot. When we come back, Chris, I want to hear what you think about James's picks for the final four. Rocks, young fistful of rings. We're going to check in on our polls again. We'll also see what's going on so far in Major League Baseball. We got some home runs to let you know about. All that and more when we come back right here it is rocks young fistful of rings speeds the spitting statistician it feels good it hasn't happened in a long time fantasy freestyle back and better than ever right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network and for our sports byline affiliates we talk saints big shout out to 1430 a.m in morgan city kmrc that's what it is come on right back with speeds and fantasy freestyle Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle as we tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode when I had my man Rock's Young Fistful of Rings join me for the Fantasy Freestyle. Hey, yo, Chris, the bounty hunter. There it is on the ones and twos. You know, you as the cinephile and movie correspondent of the Fantasy Freestyle, what do you think about Rox's Final Four? He's got Waterboy, Major League, White Men Can't Jump, and Rocky. How do you feel about that? I'm with him. You know I'm Major League and White Men Can't Jump. That might be my Final Four as well if you want to know the truth. How do you think about that? I I want to agree with all of this. Uh, I want to agree with every single one except football. I think everyone in the football region, that's it's just going to end up being... Rudy. I told you, he was offsides on that play. Rudy. Doesn't matter. He was offsides. He's going to be in the Final Four. It's going to be a close cut between. I do think the the Elite Eight will have Rudy and the Waterboy. All right. Well, we shall see. Just to give you real quick, the Nationals all over the Marlins. After two innings, Nationals up 6-0. Max Scherzer has gone yard, the quote-unquote, helping his own cause. And the Reds are up big on the Pirates. That game in the third inning, the power source for the Reds, Billy Hamilton stroking his third home run of the season. And the Yankees, uh, excuse me, the Tigers are all over the Yankees in the Bronx in the bottom of the third. They're up 4 nothing already for the Tigers. Justin Upton with his 18th home run of the season. Hey, yo, Rocks, this was fun. It was glad to have you back here talking about the Saints. I'm sorry, though, that right now 39% of the people are still taking the under on your beloved Saints. Hopefully they will stand up and get crunk. It was good to have you here. When are you coming back? back my man yo uh i think that uh we got the yankees looking like they're definitely going to be competing for a playoff spot and yo you know i'm definitely going to be here the week before the jets play the saints because that's rivalry week for me and you fair enough fair enough there is uh there's a lot of rivalries that we will need to continue to discuss i will be back however tomorrow on a wednesday we'll be previewing another team in the nfc south we're going to be going down to carolina and talk about the panthers i'll give you a hint i'm high on the panthers this year Look at their schedule. All that and more tomorrow. Big shout out to our Sports Byline affiliates and to the service men and women listening on American Forces Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Radio.